Welcome to this conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Keller, and my guest today, when I asked him, how should I introduce you, he said, well, I'm David Miller, and I'm just a beekeeper in Washington County, Virginia, and that's exactly why he's here, because we're interested in beekeeping and many details thereof. Welcome, David Miller, to this conversation. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. How long have you been a beekeeper? Um, I've been keeping bees for the past several years. Um, it was kind of rather serendipitous how I got into it. Um, previously, I farmed, and we were using some bees for pollination on the farm, and I kind of become interested in them. What do you mean you were using them? I mean, you were doing something other than just having the environment there and the bees were taking care of them of things themselves or you had you had bees specifically um we were growing pumpkins um cantaloupes and watermelons and uh, all the three crops needed pollination so we would have some a local beekeeper bring some bees in for pollination oh and how did you know about a local beekeeper um you just ask around and you found somebody is he still in the business actually he is not and you've taken his place well um, not really. He, he was like a sideline beekeeper, um, keeping some bees and selling some surplus honey. And, um, unlike him, I've kind of went over the deep end with the beekeeping. Well, because when I was looking for a beekeeper to interview, and I'll tell you why in just a second, but somebody named you and they said, you're a bee supplier, you sell beehives, you sell smoker fuel, and maybe you're a member of a bee club. Yes, um, we actually run beekeepers woodworking and apiary supply in Abingdon, and we're a small manufacturer of woodenware for beekeepers. And we also try to sell the other supplies that, that anyone needs to keep bees through the year. And also, um, actually president of the Highlands Beekeepers Association. That's what I wondered. Somebody thought that when I was looking for somebody, they said they thought you were president, but they weren't sure. What's that called again? Highlands Beekeepers Association. Highlands Beekeepers Association. So if people wanted to find your business and therefore find you and find out more about bees, you said you're in Abingdon, Beekeepers and Apiary Supply. Where is that? And um, We're located on Walden Road just outside Abingdon. Any more specific direction? Um. You know, the address? Yeah. Um, the address is 25155 Walden, W-A-L-D-E-N Road, Abingdon. Okay, what's that close to? Anything people might easily recognize? Mm, no, probably not. Okay, well, they all just have to remember 25155. And I guess you are you in the phone book? Um, actually, it's just cell phone number, but we do have a website. You have a website, and it's called? BeeWoodwork.com. BeeWoodwork.com. Well, the reason that I was looking for somebody, I wanted to begin the new year here in 2024 talking about bees because somebody had told me about your organization and thought that you're reconvening, regrouping at the beginning of the year, and I'm just suspecting that there are people out there who are interested in becoming beekeepers. Tell us more about the club and how people can get involved. Um, yes, um, we're, we're kicking off the brand new year. We have a we have actually an internationally known speaker that's gonna gonna speak at our club meeting January eighth. It'd be Dr. Tom Seeley from Professor Emeritus from uh, Cornell University. 
a national expert on bees. Yes. What is it you want to ask him? Well, he's going to talk to us about how bees select select their home. Oh, what do you know about that? Um, not enough. <laughs> Bee behavior is, is very, very complex. And when bees propagate themselves, they propagate by swarming. People's always, most, pe- most folks have heard of a bee swarm. That's when healthy bees break off and send another set of bees out into the world. Oh, my gosh. So that, that swarm happens, and they leave the, the mother hive. They have to find a place to go home, to, to go set up their new colony at. And through a complex set of forage flower um, flights, they go and go out and try to find places, come back, and they communicate that information to the rest of the bees, and then they come to a consensus, and that's where they go and set up their new home. And that's kind of just hitting the high spots, but Dr. Seeley has studied this to a high degree and was able to be a little more technical about the process. That is absolutely amazing. Now, let me clarify here. We've done two things. You told me about a website, which is bwoodwork.com. That's your business. Yes, that's our, our company. What about Highlands Beekeepers? It's, the web address is Highlands Beekeepers. Association. Association.com? Excuse me, HighlandsBeekeepers.com. Okay, HighlandsBeekeepers.com, and I'm sure you can find your phone number there, and also at BeeWoodwork.com. Yes. You're not hard to find. Boy, I found you and said, (laughs) help, come quick, and you were right here for this interview. I'm actually doing this interview in the studio, which I don't usually do. I usually am doing Zoom. But it was so nice of you to come, and that's because you're not a huge Zoom fan. Not a huge Zoom <laughs> fan, but always in favor of talking about bees. All right. So you got interested in bees because you were growing crops, and you needed pollination. And tell me again from there. Um, well, I got my first bees and was keeping bees, and I've always been somewhat handy and like to make my own stuff. So building the woodenware or the hives for the bees just came naturally to me. So I thought, hey, this may be something to explore a little deeper and actually turned it into a business and completely quit farming. And what was it about those bees that that attracted you as such a fan, as such a caretaker of bees? Once you start learning about bees and you study their behavior and how they can communicate and how they work together the whole the whole situation is just absolutely fascinating and the more you the more you research the the more questions that come to play as you do your research and it's a rabbit hole of which there's no escape Well, let's just start with the basics. I can tell you what I know about bees in about a sentence, which is there's a queen in the hive, and there are a bunch of bees, and there are worker bees, and they go out and they actually keep our planet going as far as pollinating food, and they make honey. That's what I know. So what do you think is most important that people in general should know about bees? One of the most important things that folks, the general public, hopefully will know or will soon learn just how important bees are are to us as humans. Um, we depend on these little bees a lot for pollination of our crops. If you go into a grocery store and primarily walk in 
to the um, the produce section. There's very little available there that hasn't been touched by honeybee. It, it's it's that important. And really, I mean, we do know. I think generally people know that bees are important for pollination, but it seems to me the other headline story about bees is that they're under threat. There there are numerous losses through the year um, of, of colonies of bees. The, the bright side of that is the part that we normally don't hear is with proper management and not wanting to use the word harness, but you working with the bees and how they propagate themselves. We can rebuild the losses that we have over the winter. Um, so is that your primary passion about bees? I mean, obviously it sounds to me like understanding them and learning more about them is part of your passion, but you use the term help the bees. Is that part of what drives you? Yes, um, that, that, that's the part, that's part of it that drives me. Um, just the fascination with them is, is the biggest thing because the more you learn, the more there is to learn. All right. Bees. So in your in your organization, HighlandsBeekeepers.com, what do you all do as a group that's that is your goal? Our primary goal is to educate educate the um, the community about bees and and try to educate beekeepers with up-to-date methods and research-based recommendations that's coming out of universities and as it's just to make people more aware of bees and make better beekeepers all right let's just pretend that i'm gonna i want to have a beehive so and i come to you for help what are you what am i going to do what are you going to do generally the first question i ask a person that's wanting to get into beekeeping is new to beekeeping is where do you want to go with your beekeeping um, there, there are many, many, many different reasons that folks keep bees out there. Um, obviously some want to manage bees. They want to, they want to get surplus honey and sell some surplus honey. That's one option. Um, pollination for your own garden is another motivation. Um, some folks want to raise bees to make more bees. Um, Let's say I want to do that. That sounds interesting. Okay, I'm come to you. I want to. I want to set up a beehive and I want to make more bees. What do I? How does that work? Where do I get the queen bee? Where do I get my first hive? Well, um, luckily, we have some bee producers in our region that produce bees locally, and we would primarily 100% go with them. Um, a lot of bees are produced in the southern states around the Gulf of Mexico and, and where they have um, much milder winters. Um, but we are lucky in this area. We, we have several people that are growing bees to sell commercially. All right. So I can buy bees. Yes, you can buy bees. And I get my hive. And then what do I have to do to take care of my bees? Well, I would highly, highly, highly recommend taking a beginner beekeeping class. And we as an association... We offer that. However, this year we're offering a brand new format. Primarily in the past, it had been one day for like eight hours. 
and you you know you're sitting there absorbing all this stuff and we've reformatted the beginner class and now we're having it four nights four three-hour classes spread out over four weeks to help so you can process the information yes over time it's so of, technical that yeah. you know you see these new people in there on the the one day thing and after eight hours of of intense lecture with complex subject matter they're kind of glazed over i can see that <laughs> okay but let's get back to the heart of this once i get my bees and they're in the hive what do i have to do to take care of them um monitor the bees um to make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Um, you'd mentioned the queen before. That's that's one important bee inside that colony. She is the one, she is the mother to all the other little bees in there. And we have to make sure that she's up and viable. And and you're you're looking for health. You're looking to make sure the bees are healthy. Um, if to make sure they're not falling behind in um honey stores they consume a tremendous amount of honey just just to live and so the bees eat the honey that they produce yes it's their carbohydrate source and then when they go out they don't eat they just pollinate or do they go out and eat things well they go out and they pollinate and that is a physical process of crawling around on the anthers and the the stigma i think of the uh, of the flower to pollinate it but they're also collecting pollen to bring back to the colony because the bees can consume a tremendous amount of pollen it is their their protein source so bees are bringing back pollen and other bees are bringing back nectar to make the honey so we have two sources there of food we have a protein source and a carbohydrate source that's amazing. This is, as you say, complex. We're not going to get very far in the next uh, 10 minutes that we have for an interview. But somebody mentioned a, something to me about that a queen bee, you can sometimes find them dying or aging. And then what happens? How do you recognize that? And then what do you do about that? Um, typically, when we're gauging the health of a, of a queen bee, we're looking at what kind of pattern of eggs that she's laying if she's getting kind of spotty and laying you know egg here and an egg there we probably gonna have to look at requeening that colony if we look at the frame and it's just full of eggs side to side front to back corner to corner more than likely the queen's good and viable and that's part of beekeeping is just monitoring that situation now if the if you have to get a new queen bee Will the hive accept a new queen? You just plop her in there and the hive will accept her? They will over over a, a span of time. Um, if if the queen is, the original queen is still there, you have to find her and you do have to kill her. Oh my goodness. And the new queen will come in a, in a teeny tiny cage and you will introduce her and initially the bees inside the colony will want to kill her. Yeah. But they can't. They can't access her to that degree inside that little cage. But over the span of a few days, she's emitting pheromones, and they're saying, hey, this is our new mama. Oh so they God. accept her, and then she's able to either escape the cage or you can physically let her out, and they have accepted her, and she becomes the new mother queen. 
I'm Teresa Keller. You're listening to this conversation. My guest today is David Miller. He is a bee supplier. You can find him in a couple of ways. He's president of HighlandsBeekeepers.com on the internet, and he also has his own bee business. It's called BeeWoodwork.com. It's on Walden Road in Abingdon. Get this number, 25155 Walden Road. Go there and you can find him, and you can find his phone number on those websites. We've just talked about a beehive with a queen bee and that the queen bees can die and get so that they don't function. And David says, sometimes you just have to kill them and put in another queen bee in the cage and in a little cage to protect it until the hive accepts her. So my next question, David, is what is it like? Take us through the cycles of a year. What happens? You've got winter coming on. What does that mean in terms of beekeeping? Um, winter is pretty much taken care of. You start the winter preparations in even July, getting ready for winter. Like what? Um, Name two things you have to do. Okay, we would start at least managing or or making a management plan to control our varroa mite population. A mite population. Yes, um, varroa destructors, a small um, um, mite that is come into this country in the late 80s, early 90s, and just turn beekeeping upside down. But what do you do about them? Um, we monitor their numbers very closely, and then we, we have to treat the bees with a miticide to control those mites. All right. So mites are a threat in the winter. What else? Uh, mites are a threat 365 days oh, okay. a year. Um, that's just one of those things we would start, and then we would start evaluating their food stores to make sure they have ample food stores. At our latitude, they normally um, suggest that bees have 60 to 90 pounds of honey in store. To, to in a hive? Yes, to overwinter. Over the winter, they need 60 to 90 pounds of honey? Yes. That's amazing. All right, how much work is this? So far, every question I've asked you, you've said you monitor, except when you talked about killing the queen bee. Yeah. But you're monitoring. Where is the actual time-consuming work? Um, you do an inspection. Um, you're kind of basically tearing their little house apart. But we, we use Langstroth equipment, which is really quick definition. It's made up of smaller subframes, and you can pull the, each individual frame out and inspect it. And most of the work is is because you're doing this with bee protection on. You have that on, it's hot outside, it's humid, and you're lifting a lot of weight. Yeah. What's so, all those hives, of, of all those, what do you call them, not hives? Frames. In, frames, the frames of honey. Yes. Now, does the honey, do you harvest it at certain times of the year? Generally, in our area, and it's not, a, it's not an exact, science here but the spring honey is normally harvested somewhere around the fourth of july um, and then sometimes we have a fall flow made up of primarily um, goldenrod and that's that's done like in late september so a couple of times a year you harvest the honey yeah if there is surplus honey are there specific types of bees that you have to have in this area compared to other areas? Um, well, just Apis mellifera, the the European honeybee. There there are sub 
varieties of it, like Italians, Russians, um, Carniolans, and there's a couple of more that I can. Well, you just rattled off four or five, so, so that's pretty good. But say the name European. European honeybee is what is generally used yeah, around here. That's our honeybee. That's our honeybee. Yeah. All right. Now, when we started my hypothetical about my hive, I was going to have my hive, and I, my goal was going to be to make more bees. Yes. And the good thing about about managing to make more bees, it is somewhat easier than if you were managing for surplus honey. Because to try and simplify it, we had mentioned trying to monitor the mite situation. Yeah. You don't really want to be doing mite treatments while your surplus honey is sitting on there. So you have to time. Yeah, because you'd been putting pesticide on the honey. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to time out your mite treatments around your honey harvest and that kind of stuff. If you're managing for bees, then you don't have to worry about that. You can you can treat at will. Well, then what do I do? When do I know that there are enough bees and how do I separate them or do they all go and how does, what do you mean? I make you, more when bees. When you make more bees. Yeah. Um, we'd briefly discussed before when bees propagate themselves, they swarm. Yeah. And they create a new queen. They push out about half the bees and they go out into the world and set up a new colony. We as beekeepers can go in before they swarm and take some of the the bees and some of the resources away and put it in another box and either let them raise a new queen or buy a queen and introduce her and, and we kind of simulate that. That's called making a split. So that was that would be how you would propagate your bees. So you go in and you tear up that household and you make a new one. Yeah. And and the bees will, if you separate bees, they will make their own queen? Yes, if they have a fresh egg. Um, one thing really quick here is when a queen lays an egg, she has a choice of laying a fertilized egg or an un, or fertilized egg or unfertilized. Um, an unfertilized egg will become a drone, which is a little male bee inside the colony. And anything else is a fertilized egg will either be a worker or a new queen. Now, hold on. Did you say the bee has the decision to make? Whether it's, whether it's fertilized or not fertilized? Yes. She makes that decision? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is is um, for the first for the first three days-ish, you know, that egg is an egg. And then it hatches into its first instar when it becomes a larva. And for a few hours after that, the larva is called bipotent. It can still become a queen or it can be a worker. If it's going to be a queen, for whatever reason, they will, they will feed that royal jelly. And they will feed the worker royal jelly as well. But if it's anointed to be a queen, they will continue feeding it royal jelly. Where if it's going to be a worker, they they get fed regularly, but the quality of the feed has been scaled back. So that becomes a worker. They keep pouring that royal, royal jelly to that queen. What is the royal jelly? That's something like in the process of making honey, there's a royal jelly? Well, it's it's like a bee food that they make to feed their babies to start with. And there's a choice of whether you feed them to become a worker bee or a queen bee. Yes. 
That that's just I you okay, I see what happened to you. <laughs> I'm not ready to get my beehive, but I see how fascinating this is. It makes me feel like that when I pass a beehive or see a bee, I should bow down. Oh, it's 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 very um I guess dangerous for any sort of science nerd. It'll kind of suck you in. I'm not a science nerd at all, but this is amazing what you're describing. I mean, it's it's just it's just fascinating how they work. The and we, story. It's you know, it's not the statistics and the research. It's the story of this queen bee who decides whether she's making another queen bee or not, and how. Wow. Yes. Okay. Mind blown. What a story. And what is it? And these bees are under threat. What do we do? You talked about doing pesticides for the mites, but isn't it pesticides that's killing bees in the environment, that human pesticides that we use on crops and stuff? I think research is beginning to show that that is that is somewhat that is causing some losses, but it's not the main thing. Um, a lot of it comes back to this this varroa mite. Um, it, it's a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible scourge on the beekeeping world. Um, they attack the mite. Um, they're working like on the uh, fat part of the bee, and it's kind of weakening the bee. And what's even worse is they're they're a prime vector for uh, viruses to spread in there, and it starts it starts weakening this colony of bees and it's just hard on them it's just very hard on them so this is interesting to me because i expected you david to just go off on a tirade about the threats in the environment to bees but you're talking mainly about the mites i'm wondering when you discovered bees and you were farming did you have were you using pesticides on your farm and did the bee issue change your mind about that at all well, um, we were we were using a lot of pesticides. We were using a lot of fungicides and insecticides, and the insecticides that we were using are highly, highly toxic to bees. But we followed the label on the on the pesticide to the letter, and you do what you're supposed to do, and you you extremely minimize the exposure that the bees have to that pesticide. Um. It's it's not easy because we were out spraying like the pumpkins, you know, like at one and two o'clock in the morning when the bees are not there. Yeah. And then by the time the bees are out working the next morning, the plant has absorbed and, and the uh, residues from the pesticides that we applied is not, it's not there. Or, but what about when they go walking around on the flowers and they have their feet in where pesticide has been with my experience and I, I can just speak from my experience only um that was never a problem as long as we did what we were supposed to do and get it on there when the bees were not in actual contact with it okay this is just fascinating i am so glad to start the year with this conversation david miller and to remind people that you're out there for a business let me see again, beewoodwork.com, and you are president of Highlands Beekeepers at highlandsbeekeepers.com. And if anybody wants to go to, on a drive down Walden Road, 25155 Walden Road, they'll find you there at Bee Woodwork. Yes, and we're always happy to be talking about bees. Well, I can tell, and I'm so happy to be learning about bees. 
thank you so much for being with us. And I hope that listeners got that information about HighlandsBeekeepers.com, BeeWoodwork.com, and my guest today, David Miller. Thank you once again for being with me, David Miller. Thank you for having me. It is my great pleasure to talk to you. And thanks above all to the listeners. As always, we wouldn't be here doing this if it weren't for you out there listening. You can find us here on this conversation on WEHC, Wednesdays at 6, Sundays at 2. You can also find us on our podcast, and it's real easy. Go to your podcast site or your search site, Google or Amazon or whatever you do, and you go... W-E-H-C, This Conversation, and you'll, by golly, find us. And there are a couple of hundred interviews there to entertain you. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again to David Miller. Happy New Year, everybody, and please stay tuned to this station.